And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Here we are again with our movie review of today. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. We're going to start off, Ann, Mm -hmm. with such a big movie. It is the fourth in a series of films stretching over 29 years. Yes. This one called Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, starring Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. What a franchise. (laughs) What a franchise. He is, of course, Dr. Henry Indiana Jones. That's right. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. And this is a film that starts action in the first 30 seconds Mm -hmm. and never stops, which sounds terrific, except there are times that I just wanted to take a breath and find out more about who these people were that were running around. And these people include Kate Blanchett, Karen Allen, Shia LaBeouf, Ray Winstone, John Hurt, and Jim Broadbent. None of them had that much screen time because they were always swinging on something, jumping (laughs) off something, punching somebody, elbowing somebody. Dueling. (laughs) Dueling, fighting. Harrison Ford had his whip with him, as he always has as Indiana Jones. Unfortunately, he only uses it once at the beginning of the film. He should have used it on the writers. I guess he should have. (laughs) The writer, by the way, Mm -hmm. was David Kep. I'll wager there were about 25 writers on this script. Well, and the story is accredited to George Lucas, who mm-hmm. is the executive producer, of course. Dr. Jones is somehow called back into action, and we don't know how, because when we see him first, he is being hauled out of the trunk of a car. Mm-hmm. He is entangled in a Soviet plot. Now, this is in 1957, so the Soviets are the bad guys. And I am wondering today, Uh when there is no more Soviet empire, I wonder how the Russians feel about this film. It was all so odd. I felt that the whole picture was turned upside down. It did not work for me. It didn't work for me either, Anna. And I was bitterly disappointed because... Raiders of the Lost Ark, which was the first Indiana Jones movie, Mm -hmm. it was one of my favorite films. I just had such a good time with it. I do think, Les, that there is the surprise element in that first movie that is very strong. We don't have it anymore in these movies. We have seen it all. A movie like this depends upon stunts. To a great extent, that's what this movie is. It is one long stunt. And I think that when you don't have a strong enough plot to hold your interest, you get really tired of the roller coaster concept. And this is a movie that just plumb wore me out. Let's talk for a minute about the acting and about the casting. Okay, if we must. (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk about the young man who plays Mutt, the young sidekick for Indiana Jones in this picture, Shia LaBeouf. The problem with Mr. LaBeouf is that he just doesn't have enough razzle-dazzle or charisma up on the screen to hold your interest and certainly to hold his own with Harrison Ford, who, by the way, rises above all this kind of boring stunt work material that's constantly going on and really kind of delivers a very solid, quietly powerful performance. He really does, Anne. He's never been one of my favorite actors, but I think he's one of my favorite movie stars because he's always good. He's always right there, and you always believe in him, and you kind of hook on to the kind of integrity 
that he I brings. I agree with you. Unfortunately, he is bouncing things off oh, Kate boy. Blanchett, oh. who plays a Russian scientist. I mean, she's the evil scientist. She is made up to look evil. She wears sunglasses through most of the show. Kate Blanchett, again, a terrific actress for the well, last eight or nine years, is not very good in this picture. She uses a kind of mangled Russian accent that would have been far better in a Mel Brooks film. She reminded me <laughs> of what Madeline Kahn and Gilda Radner would do in those movies with playing those kinds of characters. I never thought of that, but you're absolutely on so, the nose. again, we have a problem with style in this movie. Spielberg is a very masterful director, and he's usually very good with actors. This one got away from him because she was playing it in such a broad way that you thought that she was an escapee from a Mel Brooks film. Right. Then you had Shia LaBeouf playing it as though he was a character from Back to the Future. So he was on a different style, different wavelength from what the movie was supposed to be. And why didn't they stop him from combing his hair they all They thought the time? that was funny, and it wasn't funny. It was an irritating quality, and it didn't belong in this movie. He was playing the, like the Fonz or a greaser. It just simply did not work in this movie. Not at all. And I thought that bringing back Karen Allen, who had been in the Raiders movie, and she played then Harrison Ford's girlfriend. Now she's a 50-ish matron, and I just didn't buy that she was back there, and I didn't think their bantering scenes worked very well either. They seemed a little bit long in the tooth for me to believe that they were still hungry for each other. I just didn't think the movie worked on so many different levels. The thing that does work in the movie are the wonderful stuntmen. They earned their keep on this picture. Thank God they had stuntmen because Harrison Ford, as good as he is in this film, is 65 years old. Mm -hmm. And doing one of those stunts would have killed him. Exactly. Uh, every time he would swing through the air and then do this huge leap, land in the middle of a Jeep and elbow the guys on either side of him and knock them out of the truck, I thought, oh, come on. Okay. At that age, you can't buy it. And there's another problem with the script, and that is when a movie centers around an archaeological dig that is filled with puzzles and riddles, and then you've got all kinds of hieroglyphics going on, and then you have incredibly complex things to solve, after a while... As an audience member, you get so tired of trying to figure out things. And then you're assaulted by one huge stunt after another. So, in other words, the writing was not focused. The characterizations were all over the place. And I just didn't think that the movie lived up to what it should have been, the continuation of the legend of Dr. Jones. Well, I think you're right. And I think the few moments in the film where they're not doing stunts, he is explaining in very, very scientific terms what goes on. Uh, and, you know, that put me to sleep when I was in college. <laughs> right. And it almost put me to sleep in this film. And, boy, I wanted to like this film so much. I was so excited to go see it. Mm -hmm. I'm disappointed. I'm not bitterly disappointed. It's not horrible. No, no. But it doesn't come anywhere near Raiders of the Lost Ark. And for that reason, Anne, I am so sorry. I'm giving it a yellow light. Well, I am too, Less. It's not the worst movie of the year. It's just one big roller coaster ride. And for me, I get a little sick from roller coasters. So for me, a yellow light for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Two yellow lights for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies.
Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.